I want me some glory hope. Welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. With us is on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spreaker, YouTube, or on iHeartRadio. We thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Stevenson, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? All right, all right. Woo, Bo Cephas, here we go. It has been a long and hard offseason, just like Mike Johnson. Just kidding, only in my dreams. <laughs> but you know what's not only in dreams? That's the cold, hard cash. We're going to bust up those books for this season. So it's time to pretend to be like a woman and sit back, relax, fake an orgasm, and take in the FGH experience. <laughs> now, whether you are here for the funny... It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun when we need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. What a stupid son of a bitch. My apologies, Mr. President. I'll do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Sandler. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up for those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill by now. We will make you laugh. (laughs) We will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money. Now. With all that business out of the way, welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast, Bo Cephas, as always, right here on the sports patio, we got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now, it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show, my friend, tell the people all about your horrible Freaking disgusting hip choice of the week. Well, thank you very much there, sir. Tonight I am drinking a Freaky Dicky by mm-hmm. Oak Highlands Brewery in yeah, Dallas, baby. Texas. It is supposed to be a Belgian triple. However, it tastes more like a Texas League single. It's a fucking awful beer. <laughs> One out of five stars. But it is mm. very apropos because we just got back from Vegas and Longhorn. Mm-hmm. Your behavior out there was beyond freaky dicky. I mean, perfect. when you have streetwalkers telling you that you need to tone it down, mm-hmm. it's pretty bad. But my favorite part was when we were walking down Fremont. Uh-huh. And you decided to strip down to your undies, which surprisingly were a pair of thongs, mm-hmm. and challenged the stripping or the Chippendale guys to a dance off. That for me was really the highlight of the trip. I got to be honest. Yeah, with you. and clearly in this make believe story, I won because because <laughs> as I explained in the opening with my extra long Johnson, you can't. That's gonna win every single time. So I win. You lose. That that is funny though, because like you literally do see that shit in Vegas with dudes in fucking speedos up and down the strip, and apparently people just give them money. I don't know. Yeah, it's a definitely a money making business, and we boys and girls are a money making business. And to do that, we are going to go over the NFC and AFC West over and under total season wins, 
Vegas style on official records. We're going to give you our best bets. We're going to break down all or both divisions, all four teams mm-hmm. in each division. We're going to give exact records, and they are concrete. I promise you, <laughs> one of us is going to be right, as we always are. Yeah. But before we make you any money, we got to make some money to do that. Here is this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by Amahor.com. Are you single and desperate? Do you want a woman to tell you that you're handsome and that she doesn't care that you earn less than 30k a year and smell like recycled newspaper that was used to pick up dog shit? Well, then we have an exciting and hassle-free service to tell you about. It's Amahor.com. Amahor.com is a revolutionary new service for single men like you to order an escort of your choosing anytime you want. And with Amahor's smart web technology, their website will learn what type of girl you like and make suggestions based on your preferences. Whether you like big tits, fat asses, ebony ladies, that's kind of redundant, big thighs, small necks, big mouths, I mean like fucking Julia Roberts big. Extra large fupas. Gross! Just tell Alexa what kind of girl you want and Amahor.com will deliver your whore du jour within two days with your Amahor Prime membership. Amahor.com also boasts the best return policy in the industry. They honor all returns with free return shipping except for girls with herpes, syphilis, the AIDS, crabs, fucking chlamydia, genital warts, scabies, or gonorrhea. Just visit Amahor.com and enter our code word GloryHole for 10% off your first strumpet fucking experience. That's Amahor.com code word GloryHole for 10% off that paid for vagina. One more time, Amahor.com code word glory hole jesus christ longhorn that amahor is a hell of a business <laughs> they've been sponsoring us now for a few years uh-huh. and uh you know we didn't have to actually call them in vegas because in vegas you know they don't have quite the return policy that amahor does uh pretty mm-hmm. much you get what you pay for and mm-hmm. you either enjoy it or you don't but either way they're gonna take your money so you know i personally would endorse the amahor over the uh call girls of the night uh there in vegas because they don't have like i said that refund policy and you know they don't always deliver either i'll, I'll just they don't always deliver no no the amahor is a great product i mean if you i like the i like the repeat order the, just the rapid order like they already know <laughs> they already know the whore you want it's just it's right there in your it's like do you want this working yes immediately hit the button it's an auto send the whore is knocking on your door in no time yeah uh uh suggested on your previous orders we think you would like tiffany (laughs) yeah every time every time that's my favorite horror (laughs) ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages It's happening. Stay f***ing What do you think is happening right now? What's happening over here? Excuse me, what is happening here? What is happening? What the fuck just happened? Oh, you know what's happening. It's time for all those winds coming in the air tonight, baby! It has been a long time, son, since we've heard those bells and that fucking intro, but it is time. Yeah. It is time to give out all these winners right now. And starting with the Arizona Fighting Midgets, we're going to go over their season total over and under this year. It is set at, uh, shit, hang on. I just lost it. Eight and a half. It is set this year at nine. It's set at nine this year. So, to set them Mm. up really quickly, uh, they're over under history since 2017. Eight was a push. 2018, uh, five and a half, they went under. 2019, five was a push. 2027, over. 2021, eight and a half, they went over. They actually won 11 games last year in Longhorn. Vegas is obviously Mm. expecting... A pretty big downgrade from the 11 wins last year, sitting there over and a half. But, but you got to remember the previous projection last year was eight and a half. Now it's nine. So starting mm-hmm. out half a game better, but definitely a reduction from last year. What do you got on the Arizona Fighting Midgets? Yeah, I got I got 
down on on Arizona and I but you know honestly I was down on them last year and they proved me wait they made me look really dumb last year um the circus midget was do, out there doing his little dance um and they had it they had a decent year um but I'm I'm going back to the well because honestly their roster got worse to me and uh from last year and you've got the you know just too much noise too much noise coming from the circus midget um that's going to come back and get you eventually um, the late season collapses are expected. The early season success, I don't know if you can continue to count on it with the roster that I'm looking at. I just don't like it. They brought in Marquise Brown, obviously, uh, from Baltimore. Uh, they didn't really add much else. Obviously, they added Zach Ertz in the middle of last year, but it, the secondary is terrible. The defense is all out of place and terrible. You know, it's 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 just I, I've got them, I've got them down for seven wins. I can't remember what I did last year. Uh, it's probably around Woo! the same. I've got them down for seven and ten. I'm way down on this team, but again, to be fair, I was down on them last year. I think that they outperformed last year. I think with the noise around them this year, that this this is going to be kind of that, you know, come back to reality to what their roster suggests that they should be, which is about a seven or eight win team. I don't see nine personally. I'm getting them down for seven and ten. Man, yeah, you're even further down on them uh, than I am. So, first of all, they're favored in 10 out of 17 games, uh, preseason favorites. So, basically, Vegas mm-hmm. is telling you they're going to win about 9.1 games historically. So, it's right on their over-under projection, which means <clears throat> they don't want to take a lean either way. They sit kind of <clears throat> down the middle. Our numbers have them down for nine wins. They were in the 53% historical bracket from what our power ranking has them at. If you look at their overall ATS, um, for the last since 2018, they're 49.2%. So that's a little <clears> bit before <throat> Kyler got there. But since Kyler got there, when did he get there? Like 2019 or 2000? Sounds, no, yeah, 2019. Sounds right. Yeah, 19. So they went 9-6-1 ATS, 6-10 and ATS, and 10-8 ATS last year. So basically they're a 500-team ATS. So they're exactly what Vegas expects them to be, which makes sense why Vegas would favor them in 10 out of 17 and actually project them at nine throughout the season per the lines and per their over-under. So Vegas thinks nine. I'll say nine, uh, but to your point, the early season, you know, the success they've had, if you look at their schedule, they have Kansas City, Vegas, Rams, Carolina, Philly, and Seattle. So there's two easy wins in those first six games for sure. The other four, you know, they're home versus Philly. That probably should be a win. The Rams give them fits. Uh, they're at Vegas, and Kansas City's at home. You know how good Kansas City is, and we'll get to them later in the early part of the season. So it would not shock yeah, they me start, if they if start, they start off bad, two and four. It's gonna, yeah, and then and then it's downhill from. And it doesn't get any easier. It doesn't get any easier. They got New Orleans at Minnesota, Seattle again. Of course, they're shit. But then Rams, San Francisco, Chargers, New England at Denver, Tampa Bay, and then they do get to play Atlanta. But then they, they're at San Francisco the last week, so it's not going to be an easy fucking ride for them later, and they generally are bad late because, again, the circuit business does get hurt. He's proved that the last two years. some reason, they gave him all this guaranteed money, even though, you know, they had to put a clause in for, like, hey, buddy, could you please just study four hours a week of fucking film? You know, I don't know. I, I, I might be a little high on them. I might be a little high on them, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go with a push at 9 and 8. That's what I'll go, 9 and 8. 9 and 8. I don't Yeah. All right. That'll work. Got you down. All right, moving on. Those Los Angeles <clears throat> Rams, the defending Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. You look at their over-under trend. 2017, five and a half, they went over. 2018, nine, they went over. 2019, went up to ten and a half, under. 2020, eight and a half, big drop, they went over that. 2021, ten and a half, they went over that. They won 12 games exactly last year. This year, Vegas, exact same over, under as last year, ten and a half. Longhorn, what do you got on the Rams? You said ten and a half is their... Yep. Same as last year. So I've got them down for 11 and 6, um, which I, I thought I was going to be down on them. But it, Spoiler alert. I mean, I thought I was going to be down on them, but that's over. That's over. 
Vegas projection, so I guess I guess I'm not. Um, uh, just too much noise again. You know, with the quarterback, there's there's the he's got he's dealing with a little arm issue over the long season. Coming off a Super Bowl win, are they going to baby that? Are they going to pull him back? Are they going to care as much? I mean, you know, you, when you when you're climbing that mountain to get the Super Bowl, you're you know you're you're just like Buffalo is. You got that pedal to the floor. Once you get it. Now that the Rams have, I don't know, maybe you ease off. Maybe, maybe an 11-6 and six is just fine. Make the playoffs. You already know what you can do when you get there. Um, so, uh, you know, we already the roster, we know about the roster. The, it's, the roster is is what they are. They, they got a bunch of great players and a bunch of doo-doo. And it's been working for them. So not a whole lot of changes there, honestly. So And I don't think they had a pick until, like, the third round. Fuck them so. draft picks. <laughs> yeah, fuck them draft picks. They didn't have one to the third <laughs> round anyways. So and, and as actually right now, the right guard they're slotted to have a third round starter, uh, a guy I've never heard of, and I dug deep into this draft. But you know what? That's what they do. That's what they do. So we'll see. Um, I thought I was low on them. I've got them eleven and six. Apparently, that's over the win total. So there you go. Yeah, uh, looking at you know last year they slightly did outperform their Pythagorean theorem. They were not as good. Um, Actually, they were better of a team than what the Pythagorean theorem said, which means it's general slide back from that. I do agree with it. However, I'm going to slightly lean to the over. They are favored in 12 out of 17 games. That means Vegas expects them to win 10, which is slightly under the number. Um, I'll, I'll say slight regression, though, from the 12 wins. We'll get... 11 and 6. I think I think I'm right with you on that. If you look at uh, the way they perform against Vegas in uh, against ATS last couple of years, 10 and 8 in 2020, 10 and 11 last year, which that tells you they outperformed the Pythagorean theorem right there that goes right along with that that they did not meet expectations in the majority of their games last year. However, they won the goddamn Super Bowl. So, All right. That's an anomaly within itself. They were one dropped interception away from not even making the Super Bowl. I'm not taking anything away from them. They did win it. Luck does have, you know, some proponent to it. They were a great team, but they did get lucky. I think 11-6 is fair. Just their roster talent alone, if Stafford's elbow is fine, just with their talent alone and their schedule, I don't see them. I, I can't see them not winning 11 games, so I will go 11-6 and six, slight, slight over there to the Rams. All right. All right, moving on. Those San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco. All right. Their over-under trend as such since 2017, four and a half over. Next year, eight and a half under. Next year, eight over. Next year, ten and a half under. Next year, ten push. So last year, they won exactly <clears throat> ten games. Vegas has this team exactly nailed over, under, over, under, and then push last year. Uh, the big question here is obviously going to be the quarterback. Going forward, um, and Longhorn, what do you got on the San Francisco 49ers? Yeah, I mean, this obviously with this team, it's 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 largely about the quarterback. However, I will say that going over this roster, it's you know for the last several years they've had one of the better rosters in the league, and it's still a good roster. But it, doing this prep, I don't love it anymore. I, this it doesn't blow me away as one of those like oh my god rosters anymore. I mean, you look at the middle of the offensive line where they've had some injuries and some uh, people leaving free agency. I mean, obviously you got Trent Williams and Mike McGlinchey, the two tackles. They're, that's rock star. They're they're solid there in the middle. As of right now, you got Aaron Banks, a second year player who who never played last year. You got Jake Brindle at center. A nobody, and you got a, a rookie, true rookie, Spencer Buford, uh, penciled in as your as your guard, center guard. Uh, that's not great. <laughs> that is not great. Uh, maybe they'll be fine in this in this running screen and running scheme with with uh, the coach who who can draw these plays up. Maybe they will. But again, these question marks. When when you get multiple question marks, that that's um, you know that that makes me question your team. And then you go to the defensive line. As of right now, they, I mean, they drafted Jake. Uh, Drake Jackson in the second round. He might come in and be that opposite pass rusher to Nick Bosa. But other than that, you got Javon Kinlaw, who they drafted two years ago in the first round. He's been a bust so far at defensive tackle. Um, you know, and then and, and if the if the rookie's not good, you really don't have anybody else to match up with Bosa and Armstead in the middle. Now, the linebackers in the secondary, 
it's pretty it's pretty solid back there. Actually, the linebackers are, are just it's probably the best uh, stack linebackers in the league with Greenlaw and Warner. Um, but again, overall, there's there's multiple question marks with this roster that normally, when you look at San Fran, I don't have any question marks. Now, stack on that the, the question mark at quarterback, and I am down on this San Francisco team. I forgot to write down what the what's the Vegas over under right now. Ten. Ten. Okay, so I'm I'm low on them. I've got them eight and nine. Uh, that could completely flip because if all these question marks, if all these question marks turn up, yes then obviously that could be way wrong. That could win 11 games. Very much could. Uh, but too many question marks for me. Until I see it from the quarterback, and, in, and until I see this roster, which it does not look as good as it used to, uh, become good, this looks like an eight-win team. Maybe nine. So, But I'm going to stick with eight and nine and uh, under the Vegas total. Yeah, this is the toughest one in the division for me, uh, simply because of the quarterback situation. I mean, I think... All things being equal with Jimmy G, if you look at his production with Shanahan and against the spread, uh, what he's done, you know, 12 and 5 would be a pretty easy prediction for me uh, on this. However, Vegas has them favoring 11 out of 17 games. That's about nine and a half wins. So they're shading it, obviously, to the under. Um, they exactly performed what the Pythagorean theorem said they should last year. If you look at their last year ATS, it was 12 and 8. They were excellent ATS last year. They've been 50 50 since Shanahan's been there ATS. So basically, whatever Vegas says is what they do. So it's hard for me to go too far under the 10, but again, I don't know what the quarterback's going to give them. Um, I, with Jimmy G, I would say 12 and 5. Without him. With the unknown in Trey Lance, even if he's even if he's in his first year an average quarterback, I mean that's gonna drop him down to ten wins. So, man, I I get I guess I'll go a little bit above average and go nine and eight on San Francisco, and yeah. that's a little like that's an under as well, but. Again, I, I could be. We could both be totally wrong, and Trey Lance could come out and kill it in this offense, and they could win. This is a tw- this is a twelve win team. If you look at their schedule mm. and look at the numbers and look how Vegas has it, well, if you look if you look at the way Vegas has them favored in the games, this is a twelve win team. If all things are being equal, however, without it being equal, I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go nine and eight on San Fran. Yeah, it's a high-variance team, high-variance team. It could, it could go bad, it could go good. We'll see. All right, but speaking of something's going to go bad, let's move on <laughs> to the uh, Seattle yep. Seahawks. And I'm not even going to go over their trend line, overs and unders, because it doesn't matter anymore, because they had a Hall of Fame quarterback walk the fuck out of the door. <laughs> However, even with, even with that Hall of Fame quarterback, they're at 55% ATS, which is really good. You know, that's really good, uh, all things considered. But, you know, the last couple of years, they've been 8-9 and nine and 9-8. Nine and eight. And I know he didn't start all the games last year, but even the year before that, 9-7-2. and two. So they've barely been beating expectations. The only reason why they're 55% is because in 2018, they went 10-5-2 ATS. So they have not been good ATS in a long fucking time, which I have documented. When you pay the quarterback, you get worse ATS because you're just not going to beat expectations when you have to pay him so much, and he's not special. Now, make no mistake about it, Russell Wilson is going to go to the Hall of Fame, and if you want to argue about that, you can go argue with somebody else because it's just going to fucking happen. Uh, However, this year, they're over-under. Last year was 9.5. Their over-under this year is 6. (laughs) <laughs> so humongous drop off, obviously from Vegas oh, this year or from last year to this year. So Longhorn, what do you got on the Seahawks? Well, I can tell you what, uh, based on the way this division is going for me, I've got a lot of wins to make up with with Vegas projection because I'm under on this team too. I'm gonna make this real quick. Looking at this roster, first of all, it's either Geno Smith or Drew Locke. Not, I don't need to say anything else there. Offensive line, doo doo. Defensive line, <laughs> doo doo. I mean, when you're going quarterback, O line, D line, you know how I, you know how I evaluate teams. It's it's O line, D line, and then you know sprinkling a shitty fucking quarterback situation. And I got them at four and thirteen, safely, safely under that six win Vegas total. So not a lot to say. This they're in a 
they're in a rebuild. <laughs> they're in a fucking rebuild. They got a starting left tackle that's going to be a rookie. Um, they're going to have probably two or three rookies that either start or see significant time on defense. Um, love the running back situation with with Penny and Kenneth Walker was one of my favorite running backs coming out in the draft from Michigan State. Um, but it, and obviously the receivers are awesome. But it doesn't matter because if your quarterbacks suck and you got no time, good luck. Four and thirteen. Yeah, last year they won seven games, and they outperformed their Pythagorean theorem more than any team that I've ever seen since we've been tracking it. So Mm. so for them to get Mm -mm. seven wins was literally more than a fucking miracle. They should never have won seven games last year. That I don't don't even know how the fuck that happened, but it did fucking happen. It's a miracle. I am with you. A miracle. Uh, And Geno Smith has been kicking Drew Locke's ass. Mm-hmm. According to all reports in uh, the NFL so far, so he's probably going to be your starter. And when Geno Smith is your starter in this division with this schedule, uh, I think four and thirteen is the exact number. Um, our power ranking has them right at about three point nine wins historically. So we're being a little bit optimistic, saying four and thirteen. But I'll say four and thirteen. Optimistic and like said, that, four and thirteen. <laughs> Optimistic for if everything goes right, oh it's four thirteen. So that's fucking great. It's gonna be a long. First of all, all you people in Seattle, all you fucking hippie bitches who've been living the fucking great life of having a fucking Hall of Fame quarterback, you're about to understand what the NFL really is about because you're about to start living it. And mm-hmm. uh, good luck with that. It's gonna be a long year for you fucking people. Yeah, go to Starbucks. All right, so to recap that division. I've got um, the Rams going 11 and 6. I've got San Francisco going 9 and 8. I also have. Um, shit, what is the other? Um, You've got Arizona, Arizona 9 I'm and sorry, 8. I got Arizona 9 and 8. Yeah, San Francisco 9 and 8. Uh, San, yeah, sorry. The Rams 11 and 6. Arizona 9 and 8. San Francisco 9 and 8. Seattle. Four and thirteen. That's my recap on my NFC West. And well, we'll get to best bets in a little bit, but yeah, yeah, we got the same, um, pretty much the same order. I got the Rams eleven and six, same record, winning the division. San Fran eight and nine, so one game off from you. Arizona seven and ten, two games off from you. And we both have in the bot in the basement at the bottom those lowly, lowly Seahawks at four and thirteen. Yeah, go fuck yourself, Seattle. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to the AFC West. We're going to start with those Denver Broncos. And, oh, guess what, Seattle? Uh, your Hall of Fame quarterback walked right out the door. Now, here's the funny thing about Denver. Up till, you know, through the Elway years and to the Peyton years mm-hmm. and everything else, Denver was actually maybe the winningest organization of all time. I think they had a stat at one point. They had more... Uh, Playoff appearances than they had losing seasons, like all I mean up to like a few years ago. It was it was an incredible fucking run for them. But since 2017, their trend line is such: eight and a half wins under, seven and a half under, seven under, seven and a half under, eight and a half under. They cannot, they cannot beat Vegas. It's under every fucking year for those Broncos, and Vegas has dropped them another. Or no, they had to raise them this year to ten wins, so one and a half point win upgrade from eight and a half last year. Last year they only won seven, but again the preseason projection was eight and a half, but one and a half up on the emergence <clears throat> of Russell Wilson Longhorn. What do you got on the Broncos? Yeah, I've got them right at the ten and seven mark. And before we start this division, like it, this is this is a you know, badass division. So ten and seven is nothing to sneeze at uh, when you're when you're playing all these teams twice. Um, the reason I have them ten and seven is is just simply because stacked up against the other teams, or at least the, the two other teams in this division who have coach and quarterback continuity. Uh, it's the only reason I dropped this team down to ten and seven um, because it's going to take a little while. I mean, you know, as, as, as good as Russell is. We don't know much about the coach, so we'll see how that goes. But it will take a little time to get going. I expect some early season struggles, obviously. 
Um, but as far as the roster goes, you love the receivers. You the offensive line is solid. Um, if I was going to nitpick the defense, which the defense will be good, don't get me wrong, it's going to be good on the back half of the of the secondary, and um, it, I don't see a lot of pass rush. Okay, so so you know Von Miller has obviously been gone from them for for over a year now. They brought in Randy Gregory. We'll see how that goes. He's he's decent, but you know. He, he ain't fucking – he's not the elite pass rusher. And without an elite pass rusher, we'll see how that affects his back half of the defense, which has, been, which has been solid. Um, so, altogether, until I see it, it looks good. We know the quarterback's good. But a lot of new pieces, a lot of new coaches, a lot of new schemes all having to come together. So, I landed on 10-7 and 7, right at the Vegas projection. Um, and, you know, they're going to be a good team. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, so honestly, I thought that our numbers would be a lot higher on Denver with Russell Wilson coming because if you look at just simply, well, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, basically, Russell Wilson is worth, you know, two and a half wins more than Teddy mm-hmm. Bridgewater by the numbers. So if you just put that from the seven, that puts them at nine and a half. They're favored ten out of seven. Vegas puts them right at nine point one wins. Uh, so they're telling you kind of bet the under. Our numbers actually had them at ten and a half, hmm. so that's slightly on the over. And if you look at what they did on offense, they were twenty third in the league in scoring. They scored nineteen point seven points per game, which is fucking dog shit. But if you look in their defense, eighteen point nine points a game. That was third best in the NFL. So if you're telling me their defense is going to be solid, just as good, basically, and obviously their offense is going to take a major step, in today's NFL, that's going to equal a lot more wins. Now, does it equal more than three wins? Our numbers will say three and a half. Vegas mm-hmm. says, nah, two and a half. So I think I'll split the difference on that, and I think I'll go with you at ten and seven exactly on that number because generally between what Vegas says and what we say, that's about the right fucking number because that's how we beat Vegas. We're right on their numbers. We just kind of pick our spots and split the difference when and where we can get some margin. And I think that's where the margin in on this. So I will go a push with Denver and go 10-7 and seven as well. Yeah, and, and if Brett, look, Bradley Chubb, they drafted in the first round uh, in, in 2018. He's been good when he's playing, but he has he gets injured a lot. He's not elite. He's just good. So, you know, with him and Randy – you know, it, if everything goes perfect and Nick ben, Nick Benito, they drafted in the second round out of Oklahoma, he is just a straight pass rush specialist. He's not going to give you anything uh, in, in the run game. But, again, he was one of the better pure pass rushers in in the draft. Think of kind of like the uh, Hassan Reddick who's bounced around the league, kind of that guy that can get you eight to ten sacks in a purely pass rush situation. If all those things work out perfectly with Chubb, Randy Gregory and Nick Benito. Okay, now you guys, now you're kind of back to that. You, you know, the, the defense working on on the defensive line and in the secondary. And you know, like we said, Russell is Russell. So, could could I see them winning eleven? You know, maybe maybe pushing to win this division. Sure. You know, I could see it, but I just think it's irresponsible to predict that with all these question marks and all these new pieces having to come together. So, I like where we have them. Yeah, abs- I mean. Yeah, absolutely. I think their ceiling is obviously higher than 10, but all things being equal, that's probably, looking at their schedule is probably about, like you said, this is a fucking, I mean, this is the SEC of the NFL. Like, this is just a brutal fucking division. So, all these teams are going to take their fucking lumps. (laughs) Speaking of lumps, uh, Andy Reid and the Kansas City That's a big lump. Are up next. That's a big goddamn lump. Now, if you look at the Chiefs, Oh, they're good. They're, they've been good against the spread. Here, here we go, though. So 2017, nine wins over. 2018's eight wins over. 2019, after Patrick Mahomes arrived, blew the league away. Uh, ten and a half wins. Yeah, they blew over that. Oh, next year, 11 and a half wins. Yeah, they blew over that. <laughs> Last year, 12 and a half wins. Under that, they only won 12, so they barely missed 12 and a half fucking wins as a fucking total, which... Obviously, they're still fucking awesome. They're over under. This year is 11, though. That's a full game and a half down. 
Now, you got to think that's because Russell Wilson showed up to the division. <clears throat> now, the Broncos aren't just a fucking easy twofer. So, and obviously the Raiders got better, and we'll go over that too, and the Chargers are maturing. But one and a half game downgrade from Vegas this year, Longhorn. What do you got on the Chiefs? I am, well, I, you know what? I thought I was high on this team. I thought I, thought I was actually going to be high on this team uh, as opposed to like kind of the narrative going around the league that, that they're going to take a big step back. But I've got them 11-6, and six, so right on what Vegas was expecting. Um, I like, I still really like this team a lot. Um, you know, I'll start with the offensive line like I always do. The offensive line is fucking awesome. Orlando Brown is still there despite his despite being franchise tagged or whatever his contract dispute is. He's still there and he's still awesome. He has showed up. Yeah. He's shown up. Yeah. So and he's it, shown up to camp. And then you got Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, who was what the best center in the league last year as a rookie. Trey Smith, who they stole in the sixth round last year, was one of the better graded guards. Uh, another rookie. They've got question marks at right tackle, but again, if you're solid from left tackle to right guard and you got a little bit of a question mark at right tackle, you're fine. Obviously, they lost Tyreek Hill. But it's being, it's. I think it's a little um, disrespectful to the receivers they're bringing in, and, and and that they have brought in. None of them, obviously, are Tariq Hill. But you've got MVS, uh, Valdez Scanting, Juju Schuster, and they drafted Sky Moore in the second round. And look out for this kid because he is going to be something else. I cannot wait to watch him play in this league. Um, so I don't see much of a drop in this offense. It'll be different. It might be more short passing game, more ball control, more timing, which, again, that might be an issue with Patrick Mahomes. We'll see if this if he can kind of adjust with this a different style offense than what he's used to with the guy that can take uh, you know take it to the house at any time. Now let's go to the defense. This team it, this team is awesome. <laughs> they know how to rebuild and reload while still being good. And that's very hard to do. You talk about all the time once you pay the quarterback that you've got this dip. Well, the one way you avoid it is you fucking knock it out of the park in the draft, and this team always does. Now, I didn't necessarily love their draft picks on defense, but they invested heavily into it. They had two first-rounders, Carl Loftus on uh, a different defensive end, and Trent McDuffie, a cornerback. Two spots they need a little bit of help at. They brought in uh, Carlos Dunlap, a pass rusher out of Seattle, to go along with Frank Clark. There's not a whole lot of holes. Oh, brought in Justin Reed to replace Honey Badger. As far as PFF scores, that's a swap for swap. No problem there. I don't, I don't, I don't get the whole down on Kansas City thing. I really haven't. Uh, I love the roster, offense and defense. So I'm putting eleven and six, only because you know there will be some adjustment for Mahomes and these receivers. So I don't think it's going to be as smooth as you know as it has been, but eleven and six, right on with with what Vegas expects. So they're they're going to be awesome again. Yeah, it's funny because you know everybody's like, oh, they figured Patrick Mahomes out. You just you know you play cover three and you make him throw underneath and you know you just keep the ball this and that whatever. And you know at I guess. From one perspective, it has worked. So, if you look at their ATS record, so 2019, his second year on, you know, in the NFL uh, stand, or, you know, in the NFL, they went 14 and 5 ATS, which is fucking stupid. Stupid. But if you look at the last two years, they went 8 and 11 and 10 and 10. So, obviously, you know, I think that's why people are down on them because from. A Vegas expectation, which becomes public expectation when you get favored by seven and ten points every fucking week, and you don't cover, which they have not covered the last two years. You, if you bet on Kansas City the last two years, you're losing money. So that's probably fueling some of this public sentiment that oh, Kansas City's not as good or whatever. Even though again they were fucking right there in the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Andy Reid's track record, you talk about reloading while still being great. I mean, it's the same formula he did in Philadelphia. He took the fucking Eagles and Donovan McNabb to four straight NFC Championship games. They finally broke through and went, went to the Super Bowl, did not win. However, it's impossible to be that good, you know, without reloading your roster like you're talking about while still maintaining a high threshold of expecta- expectations. 
So eventually, you are going to fall short of Vegas expectations because Vegas is going to move as the public market moves, and the public just expects the Chiefs to beat the shit out of everybody. So, but even say, even saying that, they were fourth last year in points in the NFL, still top yeah. five in scoring, twenty eight point two points a game. You know, and their defense was top 10 at 21.4 points. They're ranked 8 at scoring. So, they're top 10 in scoring more points than you and letting us letting up, you know, the least amount of points. That's going to win you a lot of football games, which obviously did. They won 12 games. Now, Vegas has them favored in 14 God. out of 17 <laughs> fucking games, which, again, that means they're going to probably fall short of Vegas' expectations. So, boys and girls... As we're going through the season, you want to bet Kansas City? <clears throat> probably don't do it. Just probably don't do it because they're probably going to be around 50-50 because that's kind of the trend that they're 8-11 and 11 and then 10-10 and 10 last year. Don't tell me what to do. They're just basically going <laughs> to... They're just going to cost you big. You're going to trade nickels. It's probably not worth it. You're not going to find a lot of value on this team. So Vegas is basically telling you 10.7 wins. Again, uh, their over-under is... Uh, what I say it was 11, so it's right on what they're talking about. Our numbers have them right on 11 wins. <laughs> I don't see any way, any other way to play it but 11 wins. So 11 and six is what Vegas is saying. That's what we're saying. And again, you got Patrick Mahomes, and I know the schedule is getting tougher because only because the division is getting tougher. But again, you've got if he's not the best quarterback in football, he's one of the two best quarterbacks in football. So. You're not going to lose a lot of fucking games with that dude. You're just not going to do it. Nope. So, I wouldn't bet on them in a lot of games this season, but I definitely would not take the under on them on the season total either. All right. All right, moving on. Our Las Vegas Raiders. Ah, trend line on them goes as such. 2017, 10 wins under. 18, 9.5 under. 19, 6 over. 20, 7.5 over. Last year, seven over. This year, big upgrade from the year prior. Seven wins to eight and a half wins, even though they won ten games last year. So you could think it's a downgrade, but actually, Vegas is expecting more from them than they did from the start of last year. One and a half wins more, Longhorn. What is your take on our Raiders? Oh, man. These Raiders are hard. You know, obviously, they burned everybody last year, including us. Um... They were I, one of our four boys and girls. Boys and girls. We we put 14 over-under bets out last year on season totals. We went 9-4-1. and one. These assholes were one of our four losses. All right? Mm-hmm. So they did they did beat all expectations. Yeah, and, and again, it's it I think I, I think the same thing I said last year is what I'm about to say and that was unplanned, but I love a lot of things they do and then I hate a lot of things they do also um so just looking at the looking at the roster you just there's so many things you love like bringing in Devonte adams that's awesome and then you and then you scan <laughs> you scan down to this offensive line and it's like what the fuck is this big bag of garbage that you're throwing in front of car however last year it kind of looked the same and He's just one of those dudes, kind of like Romo, when Romo had that stretch. Like, he just knows how to play with a bad offensive line. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, if they're going to be bad, he'll kind of figure out his way through it. And with Devontae Adams coming on board, I expect him to be, you know, a decent offense. So, can't really complain too much on that side. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, you got to love what they did. They bring in Chandler Jones. Uh, to go along with Max Crosby, that's that's an awesome uh, one-two punch on the on the pass rush. But you you just you look in the middle of the defense and it's fucking it's nothing. I don't know how they're going to stop anything up the middle. Uh, and then you look at the back end of the of the secondary in the back seven. You, there's some things that you really like with uh, Trevin Morig, the free safety they drafted last year. He came on and had a really good year. Nate Hobbs. Uh, Divine Diablo, which by the way, that's one of that's one of my uh, you know picks to click. You know that that, and he's starting middle linebacker for them, and he's gonna you know he's one of those chance uh, Cam Chancellor type safety in college, converting to kind of linebacker slash safety in the NFL, long range guy, but not a lot next to him. So, and in Jonathan Abram, he's been up and down at safety. So it's just 
They brought in Rock Yassin from Indy, a failed corner in uh, uh, out there. Really liked him coming out in the draft. He's been kind of a failed, middling, barely starting level corner. They bring him in. So it's just it's a mixed bag is basically what I'm saying. And what, uh, what I have, eight and nine. I landed on eight and nine. Simply because, you know, even though they, they overshot last year, I don't want to get too carried away with that, even with the addition of maybe the best receiver in football. I'm sticking to my roots. Offensive line looks bad. Defensive line looks suspect up the middle. And we all we all know football, you know, it's in the trenches is where you win. So I'm going under the, the Vegas projection of 8.5 and, and putting them at 8-9 and nine in this extremely hard division. Yeah, it's another tough one for me, but just because they've this is the most maddening team. So two <laughs> years in a row, the Raiders have beat our numbers. I know. They finished as a negative rated team the last two years, and yet the last two years they have beat their win projection some fucking how. I don't know how they've done it, but I don't think they can do it three years in a row. I really don't. Our numbers suggest that they win eight games. Vegas has them favored in seven, only seven out of 17, which exists. That, that's 7.9 wins, basically. And, I mean, I, I don't want to bet them again because I don't want to fucking – I've been burned twice by this fucking <laughs> hot iron. So I don't, I don't want to bet them again to go under the eight and a half. However, I don't – I can't – find nine wins i cannot find nine wins all right so i'm kind of with you man with the eight and nine but could they go nine and eight obviously they could but they could easily go seven and ten they could easily go seven and ten on this schedule and so i'm just gonna split it in the middle i'm gonna go with what our numbers say and what vegas says if you look at their ats they have underperformed vegas Pretty much every year uh, since Carr's been there, six and ten, eight and eight, eight and eight, eight and ten. So I mean, they're forty-five point five percent in the last four years. Again, don't bet on the Raiders as a general rule, unless you find a good spot to bet them on uh, every week. But if you bet them every week, you're going to be losing money because they just don't perform to expectations. Because and it's crazy because it's not even like they get undervalued either. They don't get undervalued. It's 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 almost insane that they're here's how insane it is. Their straight up winning percentage is forty three point nine percent over those four years. Their ATS is forty five point five. So literally mm. almost identical, which you don't see that. So to give that a reference, I'll flip back to Kansas City. Their straight up winning percentage the last four years is seventy six point they win seventy six point three percent of the game. They cover fifty six percent. That's generally what you see. Either Either or, like you can lose a shit ton of your games but cover way more than what you lose because you get way fucking undervalued and you cover more, or you can get way overvalued like the Chiefs and cover way less. To be almost identical percentages, winning per- straight up winning percentage and ATS, that just shows you what a maddening fucking team this is. And I just I don't want any more part of them. I don't want any more part of these motherfuckers beating us on a year long bet. Cause it's just it's fucking insane. It's insane. I gave like them- that one game, that one cowboy game on on fucking Thanksgiving, fucked us for that over under. Mm-hmm. That that's what fucked us last year. Yeah, I gave them eight wins just out of respect. You know, I, I really wanted to do seven and ten, but you know, you brought in Adam. They could easily and- go seven and ten. I they know. could easily go seven and ten. I know, well, but they could but they could win nine. They could win nine. We're it, the same on every single team in this where they division. Live. We have the same record on every single team. So let's see what happens with the Chargers. Something's got to be different. Let's see what let's see what happens with the Chargers. Uh, do I even have the Chargers written down? Yeah, I do. Okay. I hope so. Uh, let's move on to those Los Angeles. Char- I guess I'll call them the Lawson. I hate calling them Lawson. Yeah. Fuck. It's been a long time. San Diego Super Chargers. been a long time. I don't care. Fuck them. <laughs> they actually have a stadium now, so I guess I'll give them their respect. Anyway. Badass stadium. Their trend line goes as such. It is a badass stadium. 2017, 7.5 over. 2018, 9 over. 2019, 9.5 under. 2020, 8 under. 2021, last year, 9.5 under. That was a win for us. So they're in a three-year under streak. They won nine games last year. 
Their over under is 10 this year, so Vegas is upgrading them a half a game from expectations from last year. So Longhorn, what do you got on those Los Angeles Chargers? Well, obviously, you know I love this team. Um, I love the way they well, build. Obviously. I love the way they build the team. I don't see a whole lot of holes in the roster, and they, even though I think I put them at twelve and five last year, and Herbert winning MVP as as like a best bet at like I don't know, it was like some <laughs> it was something stupid like like forty to one or whatever it was. Whatever they burned me last year. I love all the additions. You gotta love what they did. They're hungry. They want it. I've got them going over at eleven and six. I, I wanted to do twelve and five, but this division is just too fucking good. I can't bump them up that high with this. I mean, there are no easy wins in this division, so I went eleven and six, winning the division on the tiebreaker. Um, you know, you just look up and down the roster; there are no holes. They they addressed the offensive line in the draft with Zion Johnson slotted slotted right in at right guard. Uh, free agency, they addressed the defense with. Khalil Mack, uh, J.C. Jackson, um, it, two two under no, under talked about obviously. Which why would they be? Because they're no sack on defensive tackle. Uh, Joseph Day, Sebastian Joseph Day, and Austin Johnson. These are two people that nobody will know. <laughs> nobody knows, but they're two fatties in the middle of the defensive line, which was one of their <laughs> which was one of their Achilles heel. They're not great. They're not you know they're not fucking Aaron Donald or, you know, uh, DeFor- DeForest Buckner. They're not that. But they're dudes that can get in there and take up space and not get pushed around, which was a huge problem from that for them last year. So they added the pass rush. They added in the secondary. They already had a good secondary. Uh, they added some beef up from on the, on the defensive line. They fixed the offensive line. There's really nothing to not like about this team. They should win. 12 games honestly like if like if herbert can can, continues to progress they drafted isaiah spiller in the fourth round that's going to be a hell of a one-two punch with austin eckler at running back um just there's there's nothing to not like there's nothing to lot not like about this team i love i love everything about them um just out of respect for this division i'll put them at 11 and 6 um i'm curious to hear what you have but i do have them going over the vegas total of 10 Yeah, so um, we did win on our over-under. We bet them under 9.5 last year. Um, Vegas still bumped it up to half a game. And if you look at their their favorite in 11 out of 17, that's 9.7 wins for Vegas. So Vegas still slightly favoring that under. Um, But I actually have them, we have them, Two points better in our power ranking this year over last year, which would mean that we're leaning to a slot over there. And if you look at just some uh, common games, so last year at Kansas City, they were plus six and a half uh, in the preseason. This year, they're plus three. So that's a three and a half point difference. Mm-hmm. It means they're closer now. Does that mean that they're upgraded that much? Probably not. I mean, it's probably a combination of Kansas City getting slightly downgraded, which they should have been because, again, ATS last year, they were 50-50, so they were a little bit overrated. Um, and Kansas City last year, ATS was 8-9. and nine. First of all, this team is the perpetual, we're going to fucking let you down team. So if you look at their four-year stretch, <laughs> ATS, 47.7%. Their actual win total, 50.7%. So they win about half their games over the last four years. Why are you bringing up They don't even shit? cover half their games. <laughs> uh, if you want to bet on the preseason, they're fifty four point five percent in the last four years. So feel free to do that. No, I want your you number. At, you I know, want the goddamn number, and I want to hear. What, it's it's coming. It's coming. That's what she said. So their offense last year was not the problem. They were fifth in the league in scoring. They could obviously score the ball. Obviously, your boy Herbert has been as advertised, even better actually than advertised. He's been fucking great. Uh, but their defense, 29th in the league in scoring. And more troublesome to me than that, 29th in the league at points per play. They were the dead-ass last defense on third down. They cannot get off the fucking field because, to your point, they were soft up the middle. They couldn't stop the run. Actually, they didn't even try. Their whole <laughs> philosophy was, we don't give a fuck if you run the ball yeah, on us. need to change that. We'll just let you run the ball need on us. need to change that, coach. And... 
I'm sorry, but in the NFL, if you let teams habitually get to third and two and third and one, you're going to be the dead-ass fucking last team on third down conversion because it's too easy in the NFL to get two fucking yards. They can do any play they want to and just get it. So they've got to make an adjustment there. However, I think with Vegas's upgrade and our numbers have them upgraded right about the same. <sighs> I mean, overall, with the with just the growth of Herbert, the roster has they they can't be. Here's the thing, they can't be dead ass last in third down conversion again. Just, I mean, historically that doesn't happen. No, they can't be as bad on defense, right? So even if they give, even if the offense slides back a little bit. If their defense just improves to a, if they can just get to around league average, you know, just around league, they don't have to be the best. Just get around the sixteen to eighteen range, and that's got to that has to equal. If you look at the games and how they lost them last year, if you look at the fucking scores. I mean, they literally lost so many fucking games, so close. I mean, first game that's they lost. A one-score game at Buffalo by three points. They lost a one-score game at the Rams. They lost a one-score game at Oakland. They lost by one-score at Pittsburgh. They lost at one-score at Tennessee. They lost by two points at fucking Oakland. They lost by one-score at Kansas City. They lost by one-score at Denver. They lost, well, they got blown the fuck out at Minnesota. They lost by one-score at Oakland, and they got beat by 10 at Kansas City. I mean, literally all but two of their fucking eight losses last year, six losses came within one score you gotta think they're gonna pick up two of them. I mean, they didn't. They didn't win a single one of those fucking games. So, I mean, I think eleven and six is fair. I was the number I wrote down. I'm not gonna change it just because you said it. I like that six. number with them. Got it. Hmm. I, I like that number with them. I think it's solid. Could it be ten and seven? It, it's probably gonna be ten and seven because they're fucking you know the Chargers and that's just what they do. Yeah, that's what they do. They just fuck everything up and they let everybody down. So I probably should go ten and seven, but I'll stick with. Nah, fuck it. You know what? That, that's what they're, they're they're the Chargers. They're gonna go ten and seven. I'm I'm changing. I'm changing right now. Ten. I'm hey, scratching my paper out. Ten and seven. Me, making me dirty up the fucking paper and fucking scratch shit out. Yep. Ten and seven. God damn it. All right. So uh, to recap for me, I'm going Kansas City eleven and six, Chargers ten and seven, Denver ten and seven. And our Raiders, sadly, eight and nine. Yep, and I'm going Chargers eleven and six, winning on tiebreaker. KC eleven and six, Denver ten and seven, and Charger uh, Vegas eight and nine. All right, boys and girls, that was all. Them wins coming in the air tonight, baby. All right, boys and girls, it's time for you all been waiting for. It's time for those bets, bets of the week. Longhorn, hit them with it, baby. All right. Uh, my best bet for this division is going to be those Circus Midget Arizona Cardinals. I got them winning seven. Vegas has them at nine. Obviously, if you listened, I'm way down on this team. It would be irresponsible. It would be ridiculous to not put an under bet when you're two games off of the Vegas total. So best bet, Arizona under the season total wins. All right, I've got two best bets for you. One, Seattle, those Seahawks under the six and a half wins. Uh, we both had them going four and 13. I feel very strongly about that. If they get to four, <laughs> it'll be a fucking miracle. And then a bonus best bet for you boys and girls in the college football ranks, here it is. I've got those new Mexico Lobos under two and a half wins. People, no. before you start throwing shit, hear no. me out. They're only going to be favored in one game this year, and it's their opener. They're hosting Maine, and they're only going to be five-point favorites versus those lobster-loving motherfuckers. 
Yeah, Maine. Maine does not have a football be, team. If, they do not have a football team. They do for like a month, and then they got to go back to fucking fishing for lobster. But if they don't cover that five, if they don't beat Man. the Maine lobsters, they're not going to win a game all season. So if mm-hmm. they lose that opener, you can just go ahead and sit back and count your money because they're going to be up to and including <laughs> – 45-point dogs in at least three games this season. 45? So I'm just telling you right now, under. God. Up to and including. Uh-huh. All right. 45 points. The New Mexico Lobos under two and a half wins. That is my college best bet of the week, baby. Longhorn, tell them about that fabulous website one more time. All right, you glory hole seekers, that's going to wrap up another award-winning episode of the Football Glory Hole Podcast. First one of the year, working out some kinks, working out some bugs. We'll get better as it goes. And uh, we thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Y'all come back to the Sports Patio next week, and don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating so we can pay those bills. We give out free picks on our website on our podcast, and also on our social media platform so people stop being sports stupid and use them all. But more importantly, sign up for those premium picks at our website so that we may become partners for life and both Cephas in case they've all forgotten. It's in a mostly non-sexual way. <laughs> people, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up. Tell a friend. And join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. God damn it, people never pay a book again. Stephen Tyler, take us out, baby! Oh.